Welcome to the Colonial Hills Podcast, a ministry of Colonial Hills Baptist Church. All right, we are continuing our series, Dive Deep, where we are working through the book of Philemon, going very slowly, kind of working through it verse by verse, looking at some of the interesting details, maybe going a little bit deeper than you typically might think to go, hopefully in a way that is applicable to our lives and that can impact us where we live, but also can uh, show some things that maybe you've never noticed before and can help you as you continue studying through other uh, letters of the New Testament and then even other books of the Bible, just learning to look and to think carefully and critically and look for uh, with an eye for detail. And so we've had uh, three episodes as we cover the book of Philemon. The first one, we kind of introduced the book. Uh, The second one, we talked about ancient letter writing and just how, um, using the example of an email, and how some of the different people in there, uh, just learning to to look through the rest of the Bible and say, okay, who are these people that are in Philemon, and what do we know about them, and how can we think carefully about it? And then we also, uh, last time, looked at the introduction, grace and peace, and why those two words. Um, This week, we're going to continue our way through the book of Philemon, and we're going to look just at verse number four. And we're going to compare verse number four with other of Paul's letters, and we're going to see that there's a certain theme whenever Paul writes a letter. And then, of course, we're going to stop and take a step back and say, okay, what should that teach us? And then we're going to have a really important conversation about the word the, believe it or not. So that's what we have so far for this week, and I think it's actually going to be a pretty packed episode. So I'm going to go ahead and read Philemon verse 4, which says, I thank my God, making mention of thee always in my prayers. Now again, last week we said that when you see the phrase grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, that should sound really familiar because Paul normally begins his letters with grace and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ or something uh, very similar to that. Likewise, as we come to verse 4 and we read, I thank my God, making mention of thee always in my prayers, As you compare what Paul says here with the beginning of his other letters, what you're going to notice is that there is a theme, a very definite theme that emerges, and that is that Paul often talks this way. So let me just go ahead and read to you uh, a few verses from some of the other Pauline letters. Let's let's take Romans, for example. Romans chapter 1, verses 8 through 9 says, First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all, that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. For God is my witness, whom I, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his Son, that without ceasing, I make mention of you always in my prayer. Okay, so there are certain elements that we want to be paying close attention to. First of all, Paul thanking God for whoever it is that he's writing for, and then mentioning them in his prayers, and this idea of consistent or always. So in Romans 1, he says he thanks God for the Romans, and that he, uh, without ceasing, is making mention of them uh, in his prayers. Now, that's really interesting uh, because actually Romans is uh, a city. Rome is a city that Paul has not even visited. In fact, uh, one of the purposes of Romans is for Paul to introduce himself to this church. And he lets this church know, a church that he has never personally visited, that without ceasing, he makes mention of them always in his prayers. Uh, that's important. Uh, 1 Corinthians 1.4, Paul begins and he says, I thank my God always on your behalf. Ephesians chapter 1 verses 15 and 16, Paul says, Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and of the love unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Philippians 1, 3 through 4 says, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, 
always in every prayer of mine for you all, making request with joy. Colossians 1 verse 3 says, We give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. Verse 9, For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, and to desire that ye may be filled with all the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. 1 Thessalonians 1, 2-3 says, We give thanks to God always for you all, making mention of you in our prayers, remembering without ceasing your work of faith and labor of love and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the sight of God and our Father. 2 Thessalonians Chapter 1, verse 3 says, We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is meet, or as it is fitting and proper. And then verse 11, he goes on and he says, Wherefore, also we pray always for you. And then 2 Timothy chapter 1, and verse 3 says, I thank God whom I serve with my forefathers with pure conscience, that without ceasing I have remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day. Um, if you look through that list, you're going to realize that, that th- those are all the letters of Paul except for four. Uh, those four would be Titus and 1 Timothy, which kind of makes sense because Paul's writing to uh, people that he knows really, really well. There's maybe a little bit less formality. He's just kind of uh, getting right down to business in Titus and 1 T- um, Timothy. You have 2 Corinthians, and Paul uh, is is just kind of getting right down to business and talking about uh, the comfort that God has given him in 2 Corinthians 1. And then you have Galatians. And Paul, it would seem, skips the introductory uh, section on giving thanks and letting them know that he's always praying for them because he's really, really concerned about them. And uh, it's kind of a, an interesting uh, transition because you're almost expecting this nice flowery introduction and he begins by, by basically saying, look, I am shocked that you guys so quickly are falling away from the gospel that I gave you. And so it's intentional, it's important. But as as we look through these letters, pretty much all of them, for for the most part, again, with a few exceptions here and there, Paul almost always begins by thanking God for the believers in his life, for those whom he had ministered with, for for those whom he had had to move on and, and, and wasn't able to see, and yet he continued to thank God for them, and he continued to pray for them consistently. And I'll, I'll be honest, as I've uh, preached through some of Paul's other letters, not necessarily uh, Philemon, but as, you know, one of the nice things about preaching, uh, expositorily preaching through a book of the Bible, is you have to stop on, on passages like this, and you have to think about them. And then, of course, you have to start asking applicational questions, and the first question is, okay, do I do this? And, you know, it, it's really easy. I'll just speak uh from personal testimony here, especially when you're in pastoral role or when you're in ministry or when you're discipling, it's really easy to focus on the negative. You know, it's really easy to focus on where people are wrong, on where they're missing it, on where they need to grow. And it's really easy sometimes to just kind of, you know, get a list in your mind of, okay, here's, you know, this person needs to do this or they need, you know, or they got this problem over here. Or what are we going to do about this? And yet, Paul, Paul knew that people needed help. Most of Paul's letters are are Paul addressing problems that he sees. I mean, that's the letter of Philemon. Not necessarily a problem that exists, but a, a problem that he foresees is this slave comes back to his master, says, yeah, I'm sorry, I stole all that stuff and ran away, but I'm a Christian now. Are we cool? And Paul realizes, okay, this uh, this may be a little bit difficult. But Paul is coming to these churches, uh, whether it be Corinth or Rome or Philippi, and he wants them to know, I am consistently thankful to God for you. And I think that 
ought to impact us. Because I think that we too ought to have that kind of a heart that says, you know what, I am thankful for the people in my life. Do you ever just stop and thank God for the people that he has brought along your way? And I'll have to be honest, every time I go through this and I, and I read these openings to Paul's letters, I'm a little bit convicted because I don't do that. Certainly not as often as I should. And then he goes on and he says he is making mention of thee always in my prayers. Paul says, I'm constantly praying for you. And if you look at the list of people that Paul tells he is constantly praying for, you realize, you know what? Paul's the guy who is praying a lot. And I know that's convicting for me. Um, because we need to be praying a lot. I need to be praying a lot. Paul is constantly thanking God for people, and he's constantly praying for people. And every time we, le- re- we read a letter of Paul, it's good to be reminded of that. And so we have here in this first verse, uh, um, in the actual body of the letter, Paul says, I thank my God, making mention of thee always in my prayer. Now I want to take just a minute, and I mentioned that we were going to talk about the word thee. And maybe you thought I was kidding or, or you wondered, okay, what, what is there really to talk about here? And this is really, really interesting. So we talked about previously how this letter is on one hand written to a group of people, right? Because if you read the introduction carefully, it says, unto Philemon, our dearly beloved and fellow laborer, and to our beloved Aphia, and Archippus, our fellow soldier, and to the church that is in thy house. So Paul says, I'm writing this. He also says Timothy is writing this, and we're writing it to Philemon, and Aphia and Archippus, and to the church in their house. So this is uh, Paul, kind of Antimothy, writing to Philemon and kind of everybody else. But notice a couple of things. Notice, uh, first of all, the letter, even though it's technically from Paul and Timothy, it's consistently singular, right? It's not we thank God, it's I thank my God. Um, Timothy's not writing with Paul when Paul says, you know, you owe me your life. Uh, it's understood that that's, that's Paul talking. Well, in a similar way, if we pay careful attention to the word thee and the word you, we'll begin to see a distinction here. Now, um, I know with, with the King James Version, sometimes you see the thous and the these and the yous and the yees, and you're like, okay, well, they just did that because it, it sounded cool, right? You know, um, most people don't really understand what the difference is between thou, thee, you, ye. And there's actually a really cool and a really helpful distinction, and that is thou and thee and thy and thine are all singular, okay? So if I'm talking to you and it's one person, I'm going to say thou and thee, thy, thine. If I'm talking to you and it's a group of people, then you use the plural you or ye, okay? We don't really have this distinction. This is uh, one of the more unfortunate things about the English language is that we used to have a distinction between talking to one person, you, and talking to a group of people, which in the South they would say y'all, right? Um, but we've lost that. So in English now, it's just you say you and you don't know if I'm, I don't know if you're talking to an individual or if you're talking to an entire country. You just say you. Um, in, in most languages and actually in English previously, there was a way to distinguish in Greek and in Hebrew, there certainly is a way to distinguish whether you're talking to one person when you say you or whether you're talking to a group of people when you say you. So if you notice, for example, in verse 3, it says grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So in verse 3, Paul's talking to everyone that he mentioned. He's talking to the whole church. He's talking to Philemon and Aphia and Archippus. But then he switches and he goes to the singular. He says, I thank my God, making mention of thee always in my prayers. And then if you read the rest of the letter, you're going to see thy and thy and 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 
you're going to see uh, pretty consistently uh, the singular throughout the letter. But then when you get down to verse 22, it says, But withal prepare also a lodging, for I trust that through your prayers I shall be given to you. He's gone back to the plural. And he finishes uh, alternating a little bit there. There salute the Epaphras. So again, he's talking specifically to Philemon. And then he goes on and he says, Marcus and Aristarchus and Demas and Lucas, my fellow laborers, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Okay, so at the beginning, he's kind of broad. Then it seems like he he really narrows it down and he's talking specifically to Philemon. And then at the conclusion there at the end, he he broadens it out again and he starts talking to everybody. Um, I, I point that out because this really can be helpful uh, it's a little bit helpful here because, you again, you get the sense that the beginning of the letter is, is more broad and the end of the letter is more broad and that the middle section, Paul is talking specifically to Philemon. Uh, but this can be helpful as you study your Bible in other places as well because uh, this distinction between thou or thee, singular, and you or ye, plural, uh, has been lost. And this is uh, one of the, I think, one of the best features about using the King James Version is if you understand this, and you pay close attention, you can know whether the author is speaking to one person individually or he's speaking to a group. And sometimes they'll alternate back and forth, uh, but sometimes there's a distinction there, and the distinction really does matter. So that's something that hopefully, again, as we're going through and uh, diving a little bit deeper and kind of going into some of this stuff, that you maybe can can file away for your own personal Bible study as you're continuing uh, studying God's Word on your own, realizing that if you ever want to know, okay, is he talking to a group uh, or is he talking to an individual? Uh, even if you don't you know, normally use the King James Version, I think this is, again, one of the most helpful features about the King James is that you can, once you understand this distinction, you can know whether it's to an individual or to a group. Um, and that pretty much uh, wraps up everything that I was hoping to say about verse 4. Uh, we're looking forward to next week when we talk about the phrase, hearing of thy love and faith. And again, we're going to kind of trace a theme throughout Paul's letters and see how these two ideas show up pretty consistently. And I hope that that will be helpful for you as we continue to dive deep into God's amazing word, specifically into the letter of Philemon. This podcast has been a ministry of Colonial Hills Baptist Church, a church home for all people. If what you've heard has been an encouragement to you, please subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. If you'd like to connect with Colonial or find more resources, you can find us online at colonialindy.org. You can also check us out on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for joining us today, and we hope to see you next time on the Colonial Hills Podcast.